welcome to yet another episode of Old Titans. For this episode, I'm John Paul, and I'll probably be John Paul at every episode, sitting across from me. I'm still a legendary B-Man, and today we have a special guest who just walked in on our show and decided to sit here the entire time, whatever reason. It is the Red Robin. Oh, thank you. So, welcome everybody. Um, this would be our second official episode. We could call it episode number one, since the last one was a pilot one. We agreed last time to call it episode zero. Or episode four, because that's how many we made, and you just don't know how to use this thing. No. One, two, and three is okay. You should not go on to four, and five is right out. Okay. Okay, thank you for leading into that joke. You're welcome. You're welcome. I led you perfectly, intentionally. I'd actually thought about asking you to lead me into that joke, and you did it on your own, so thank you. Team player. All right, well, for for today, we have three topics for you. We will be talking a little bit of Walking Dead again. Show overall, a little bit of the last episode that came out. Um, Swear was the last episode. And a little bit of Marvel vs. DC. But first, first topic of the day, we're going to get back to a question that B-Man asked us last time. Do you want to Well, first of all, one? he told us to swear because, you know, I, I'm not going to swear. I'm no, the episode of Walking Dead was, was called, called Swear. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. B-Man I'm not is... sure how good the Walking Dead segment will be, but we'll keep going. Okay. Well, the question was, if you could have... A dinner, like a one-hour-long dinner with three celebrities, who would they be? One at a time. One at a time. So they don't have to work together. They don't no, have to have any No, it's separately sitting down at a table. Oh, it have to be separate? Ooh. Yeah. You change your mind now? Yes. Because well, okay. I would love to have these three people in a room with me and well, watch just watch okay. them talk. That's okay, too. Well, now you're unprepared. Okay. Special guest host. You go first, John Paul. All right. So, as when you asked the question, we ended the thing, I sat there looking kind of perplexed it's not because it's hard it's hard to narrow down to three there's a right. long list there's there's a long list we could go with coming with people to go on a long list is easy there, there's celebrities uh both today's and from the past writers artists um producers directors politicians you name it there's a lot of people that could go on that list that would be great to narrow it down to three is hard it is yeah finally did it and i can't swear this is a perfect three this would be a great three. If it's your three, it's probably not going to be a perfect three. Okay. <laughs> All right. But it's a great three. I okay. think you'll even agree it's a great three. Okay. All right. So number three for me, the man himself, Joss Whedon. So I learned something in the last, uh, I'm looking at a clock here, last 15 to 20 minutes, which is very sad, but um, at least one person at this table, and she shall remain nameless, um, <laughs> has never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which... Is almost enough to be ejected from a room. Sorry, but I mean, he's Joss. He's the man. He he's. We That's shall put our faith in Joss. Almost not everything, but almost everything he's done has been perfect. And I think being able to sit down with him, talk a little Buffy, talk a little Angel, find out where Dollhouse would have gone, find out more about where Firefly would have gone. They were made a comic series, so you can actually find out where Firefly would have gone. Now, but what were his plans at the time? Mm. Writers changed. So that, that's what I mean by where, what were his ideas at the time of what, what could have happened. I just think that would be an, an incredible hour. And wasn't he actually behind a TV show called Drive that was on Fox for like two episodes and got canceled right away? I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I should have brought that up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. And again, not everything he does is perfect. Avengers, Avengers is fantastic, incredible. Right. I'd say one of the top two superhero movies of all time. Top two. At, at this point, I couldn't even pick which one is number one. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I would put it up there yeah. as one of the best. However, Avengers 2, for as good as Avengers 1 was, Avengers 2 was that bad. Avengers 2 just 
No, but anyway, uh, but I don't think that was his fault. I think that was Disney executives it, it was, messing with him. Avengers yeah, 2 is bad, but compared to like DC movies, it's like A+. Plus. So again, we just go from that. And the entire run of Buffy, I only know of one bad episode. There were a few average, but I only know of one bad episode. So he's, he's got a pretty good track record. He does. So that's, that's my number three. I get to start off with Robin Williams. Wait, you only said one person. It, yes. We're going to go oh, one at a time. Oh. Who's confused now? We're going to go around. I'm confused. We're going to go around the room. We're going to go around the room. Your turn. Um, back to Robin Williams. <laughs> I'm just saying the guy was pure genius. His comedy was the best. Um, incredibly smart. And he always kept Johnny Tills. You know, he ad-libbed constantly in his movies. Or on your head, if you were sitting down. Well, sure. Nanu, nanu. But no matter, if he was in a scene, in any TV show, comedy, whatever it was, you were hooked. Whatever it is, serious movie like Fisher King or comedy or anything, you were just automatically hooked. Whatever he said, you wanted to hear it totally. Except for maybe Hook. Hook even Hook, he was great. True. He, he personally was. was great. The Hook movie itself was terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's that happens to all actors. Yeah, yeah. And again, he was great as Peter Pan. I would cast him again just to make the movie completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, like any DC movie, for example. Batman vs. Superman, for example. Henry Cavall, We're not there yet. Great Superman. I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just okay. You're third ahead. segment. You're jumping ahead. Red Robin, go ahead. He's, he's very eager. Um, and I, you can do it either way you want to do. You can go with just one by themselves, or if you want to do the whole three. No, no, I'll do one by themselves because it was really second to stay consistent. Um, probably would be Danny O'Neill. Okay. All right, Danny O'Neill. For those who who don't know who that is, there were a lot. He was around the same time as Stanley was coming into power, I guess. Because you know you had the the golden age and then you had the silver age, which is where all the reworkings of characters yep. happened. Now he did a lot of rework for the the Flash. He did a little bit for Batman. But what what I really love him most for is his a complete rework of the question. For, and you, I don't know if yep. you know who that is, and I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, I've got his autograph on several things. <gasps> you know Denny O'Neill? Well, I don't know Denny O'Neill, but I have an autograph. Oh, I'm so jealous. And I mean, his biggest thing, the biggest one most people would know, even though everybody would know the question, his biggest one was the Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, he was um, definitely known for that. You know, the traveling stories with them, the drug addict stuff with Roy. Um, that was, he also that was him. did the, the steroid issue with Batman because that was really, really big in sports at the time. Yep. That's actually where the Bane uh, serum came from. Yes. He, he invented the, the serum and then Bane got off. So it was, it was chicken and egg. It was, in fact, serum before Bane. But you're right. His question stuff is incredible. Oh, I have almost the entire series. I love it. I, I, so, yeah, I would love to meet uh, Danny O'Neill. Okay. That was a lot of research in that one. <laughs> He's great. He's uh, he, he, he is good. I just sorry. So similar, my number two, mm-hmm. similar. I had to have a DC Comics person. I went with somebody a little bit broader in range than Denny O'Neill or um, Dick Giordano or some others. Steve Ditko. Uh, Steve Ditko. No, that's more. That's more Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Great person. He made but, the question though. He, he made the original question. He did. He did. But yeah. For right. what he's thought of, but my my guy is Jeff Johns. Oh, yeah. Jeff Johns. From the stuff he's written in at DC Comics, uh, whether it's Flash or JSA, Superman, Legion, you name it, um, any of that, to work on the TV shows all the way back to Smallville, to the current TV shows and movies, uh, the animated series, anything in media-related, games and so on, Jeff Johns is their main connection to all of that. He's, he's the guy in charge. So you could have a full discussion about almost any DC property, whereas almost anybody else you sit down with from DC... Well, I can't talk to that. I just write this. Or I can't talk to that. I just act in this. Jeff Johns can talk about any of it. So your conversation for an hour 
an hour couldn't contain it. That no. so, and and he's and he's great. You just put his name on a book and oh, it, you're going to write. He made Aquaman great. Aquaman for the longest time was a very boring, horrible character. Yeah. And Aquaman, when he wrote it, it was incredible. I couldn't stop reading it. So to be fair, just to be fair. There have been moments for Aquaman. When Peter David wrote Aquaman, oh, he was it, fantastic. There have been moments. There have been sure. moments, but he recreated Aquaman in a way. He rebooted him in essentially a way where it, he's just a fun character now. Sure. He's one of the top characters in DC. Like he did with Hal and oh, know, absolutely. Green Lantern and absolutely. such. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you, too. On my number two, Stan Lee, the man, the legend. I mean, he's like my legendary status right there. You know, oh, That's so awesome of you. I'm can't stand you right now. I mean, he created everything. I Batman. Um, Fantastic Four, which I don't really love, but, you know, they had some moments. Daredevil, everything Marvel-wise that actually matters back in the day, that actually put Marvel on the map, Stan Lee made it. I would love to just talk to him one day and say, like, okay, when you're writing this stuff back in the 60s, whatever it was, yeah. could you picture it being to where it is right now, dominance in the movies, um, TV shows, comic books everywhere it's could like what was his mindset at that point or was this pretty much I need a story right now let me write this character how he feels does he like the honest direction some of these characters are going Um, Spider-Man my top three superheroes of all time for some for some reason I have I have to say for some reason I'm getting this picture of you being Brody in Mallrats and having a conversation with Stan Lee I don't know why but that's do you That's, not go to MegaCon? Because he's there every year. I do, but he always had this big line. And actually, you got to st- purchase your tickets ahead of well, time. How, how do you think I got to meet him? That takes effort, and I'm lazy. I mean, do you not... It says the man who wants to have Stan Lee at the, at the one dinner if he could have anybody in the world. Well, again, that's me picking up my magical powers, and there he is. Bang. It doesn't take that much effort. Yeah. It, takes, uh, it takes money, actually, what it does. No, I've been twice for free. Money. Well, you just talk? No, no. I got into an elevator. It was riding down an elevator, and he gets on. Do you know how many times I've ridden elevators and he's not been in an elevator? You're not me. Exactly. And then, and then I'm walking through a crowd, and I get bumped by somebody. And I turn to go, what the heck? And it's Stan Lee. Please, bump me again. I don't care. You know. That's so. how I met Django Fett. Met Django Fett. Okay. Number two, right, Tara, go ahead. All right, number two, I've got to go to, to Paul Dini. Now, Y'all got into comics. Paul Dini is the reason I got into comics because I watched the series and then I started reading. He's pretty much the my introduction to DC. He really is. I love the man. He he's fantastic. He's the reason why I fell in love with Mister Freeze, who's probably one of my favorite villains. Confession. If Mister Freeze, wave, if we could wave the magic wand, mm-hmm. and we'll get back to this in Marvel versus DC. I don't want to jump ahead, but if we could wave the magic wand and put someone in charge of the live-action DC stuff and put Paul Dini and Bruce Timm mm-hmm. in charge of all of it, mm-hmm. I think every fan of the world would say that's Well, DC that's would ideal. have a chance then, yeah. Yeah, DC would have. Okay, we'll come back to the Marvel versus DC okay, stuff. Okay. But, but I think I think we'd all nod in agreement that that would be ideal to put the two of them in charge of the all, all live-action oh stuff. God, Mask of the Phantasm still was made, like, what, 1998? Something like that? 95? I don't remember when Mask it's of the Phantasm. It's been a while. It's been a while. Still... The best DC animated film. Oh. Oh, okay. Seriously? Yeah, I'm serious. Go ahead. Okay. It's probably the best Batman movie that's ever it, been made. It, mm. Best Batman movie ever made? Yeah, it probably is the best Batman uh, The movie. Dark Knight is the best yeah, Batman I'd say it's better than that, even. I know. Not even close. What? I can't, I can't even take you serious right now. When was the last time you felt so bad for Batman 
It's when he falls to his knees saying, I never planned on being happy. He's apologizing to his parents, tears flowing. He never planned on being happy. At that moment, your heart just breaks for Batman. What other moment has ever happened in any DC movie for any character that that's happened? I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't. It, Marvel it was movie, great. Marvel or DC movie. Has there ever been a character that's had that, that kind of an emotional moment as that one right there? I think that's one of the best moments. So, so you take well, one moment does not make a movie. No, but the rest For of the example, movie was almost as good. Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, that moment in Batman's fighting, amazing moment in the movie. Terrible movie, just amazing moment. And we're going to come back to that one, mm-hmm. too. But Paul Dini, good yeah, choice. Good choice. Okay. So now we're down to number one. Number one. Or up to number one, or around to number one. The number one pick. Number one pick. Yes. Wow, that was. We have sound effects now for this reason. <laughs> Just like you, you, you yeah. added sound effects to this. Now we can. Go ahead, number we one. We could, but this is my sound effect for this one. Okay. Yeah, it could have been slightly different. It could have been a theme song because my number one goes outside of the fantasy sci-fi realm. My number one goes to my favorite show of all time, the lead character. It was an ensemble, but there was no question who the lead character was. And if it was just an actor, I, I had said I was not going to do just actors. But this actor, not only was he the lead. Based on his skill, his talent, um, he became creative consultant, he wrote episodes, he directed episodes, he was the driving force behind the show. The show was MASH, and the man himself, Alan Alda, Hawkeye. So there's a slight comic book connection there. Mm-hmm. Not that it's the same Hawkeye, it's the real Hawkeye. It's the, it's, it's the real Hawkeye, he's, he's a Hawkeye. He's the real Hawkeye. Okay. He, he's, he's just incredible. Um, Alan Alda, and everything else I've seen him in other than... Um, Mash, he's always good. But being able to sit down and talk to him, I've watched that show and him since I was a small child. We've raised our two kids on it. We can sit around and we'll play a game trying to get who's the first one who can guess which episode we're watching. And we sometimes can tell it in the first like one second of the episode just from the sound of the music alone. Um, wow. It's, it's just it's the best show that's ever existed. The only show that's ever been able to replace people constantly across 11 years and get better with every single time. Characters grow. And yes, the Korean War only lasted three years, and the TV show lasted 11. But you know what? I don't care. It's final episode, the most-watched episode of any TV show ever. Um, Best ending of any TV show ever. And I'd say that while a lot of credit goes to everybody in the entire cast, all the writers and everybody else, a huge, huge percentage of that goes to Alan Alda. So he's my number one. So what you're saying is you wish the Korean War lasted longer. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm saying we should move on to your choice for number one now. Number one. Okay. And this is me being a team player. See, you guys are choosing, oh, this person makes me so happy. Yay. My number one is for the rest of the fans out there. All right? And my number one pick is Michael Bay. That's right. You're clapping. I can see you pushing the button to clap. And that's okay. We take Michael Bay down. You sit him. Tie him down and tape up his mouth. Listen, Michael. Mm-hmm. Stop. You're being bad. Stop pushing buttons. Stop pushing. Oh, I saw that. That's all right. Stop it with your movies. None of this Transformers at the bottom of Michael Bay. Yeah, because like you created Transformers yourself. No, you had nothing to do with that. You said, hey, this is going to be. And he's right. He knows what movies are going to make money. That's true. But yep. let's be real. The movies are terrible. They're always terrible. First Transformers was pretty decent. No, all this, no. It, it was the out of the, all. It was the best. I should. I'll rephrase it. Okay. 
It was it was the best, except for the look of the robots that actually got better. Yeah, that's more technology, right. but right. except for the look of the robots, it was the best. It was still terrible. It, okay, and I, I agree with that. Not that he's always bad. He's normally bad, but the problem—it's not actually. You're right. He's not always bad. It's just the franchises he's picking up and taking credit for yeah. are terrible. Yeah. He had nothing to do with the creation of Transformers, but yet he has his name on that one, and them getting worse as the movies go on. Friday the 13th, one of my favorite slashes of all time growing up, Jason Voorhees. There's no way I'm not going to love this movie. I love Jason Goes to Hell. I thought that was a good movie because it was entertaining, but it was terrible, but I loved it. So he rebooted this. I hate Jason Voorhees now. Freddy Krueger, what else are you going to ruin? He has a Jack Ryan. He's producing a Jack Ryan show coming out right now. That's terrible. That's horrible. And I'm going to cry. So he needs to sit down, and I have friends that say, you know what? Make him be better. Make him make a romantic comedy. No, because in his romantic comedy, an explosion will happen. It'll be slow motion in the background. It's terrible. Just just back away. Take your millions of dollars and just go away. You know, you ever see Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie, when, you know, Peter Parker and Harry are talking, Green Goblin attacks, and Peter Parker mm-hmm. looks at him and is like, someone needs to stop him. Someone needs to stop Michael Bay. You've begun the quest. I have begun the You've quest. You've begun the quest. By the way, interesting trivia note, just because you mentioned Friday the 13th. And yes. Only because I learned this last night while watching a Bing Crosby and family Christmas special. One of Bing Crosby's kids was one of the, was one of the kids at Camp Crystal Lake in the very first Friday the 13th. Was it Kevin Bacon? No. Then no. I lost interest already. Well, Kevin Bacon was in it. Kevin yes, Bacon he was. was great. He, was, he died. Nobody in that movie was really great, but the movie was great. Mrs. But, Voorhees was fantastic. Okay, Mrs. Voorhees was fantastic. Okay. But, no, he's, he was one of the other random camp, campers. I think Bill was his name. I don't know which one it Bill doesn't, was. He, he died. Yeah, he was one of the ones that Jason, or not Jason, but, you know, spoiler, but killed. Okay, you don't know how the spoiler thing Spoiler <laughs> first, and, and then, then you the, say what it is. <laughs> okay, got it. I'll remember that for next time. How about this? For the rest of the episode, spoiler alert. No, I okay. still don't know how it works. Okay. <laughs> And our final number one. Well, I, too, am taking the directing non-comic, non-movie uh, okay. route, and uh, I'm going to say Wes Anderson. Now, for all of you people who are, like, probably screaming hipter, hipster right now. For all the people? All the people, yes. Who listens to this show? There will be. <laughs> okay. They will, they will find me, and then they will scream hipster at me. They will find me in the streets and say, you like Wes Anderson? Yes, I like Wes Anderson. Royal Tenenbaums is probably one of my favorite films of all time. Um, wow. He's... Probably one of the only right. directors that I know of that you can recognize his art based purely based on the way he shoots a film. I mean, he's it's immediately recognizable, and just a lot of people keep, keep trying to imitate over years. I but yeah, Wes Anderson, I would love to just sit down and listen to him talk about the world. Cool. Wow. All right. So that was our three. We are now moving on to our next topic. And that's probably enough music to cut us between the different topics. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the second topic, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we're up to swear. Right. That episode, just for reference for when you were listening to this, for the millions of fans who might be listening to this later on, like 100 years from now, when they're teaching our podcast in classes <laughs> about how, well, not to do it probably, but how it all began. Um, it's... Um, I don't know. The season has been frustrating. The last few seasons have been frustrating. Um, Walking Dead is... And you're a fan of Walking Dead, I imagine, right? 
Um, in and out. Okay. I, I kind of lost interest a little bit after season two, and I've been keeping up vicariously through other people. And that's kind of how it actually is going right now. You know, it starts off season one or episode one, amazing. Like on my seat, what's going on to happen next? Yep. And then it goes to a couple building episodes. And that's okay. A couple and, of buildings. And that's good. fine. But the problem is that's what it's been the last few seasons. And the characters right now and the storylines are so spread out. Yep. You lose track of the characters. This episode was terror. I like generally if this was a standalone episode, which it actually was, I yep. guess. I actually liked the episode. Yep. But again, when this episode when I first saw Tara, I'm like Oh, yeah, she's part of that group. I for- Where was she? We- I yeah. forgot because they're constantly spread out. If she had never been mentioned again, I would never have remembered or cared. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing wrong with her. And the I actress, like her now, actually. The actress has done a good job on the show. She had never done anything wrong. Right. But she was not one of the primary characters. And, again, they could have just written her out, and no one, for the most part, would have ever cared or known. Right. I do agree. This was an incredible episode for her. She did such a fantastic job. I hope that A, they don't kill her off, and B, she becomes a main character because she was fantastic. Comedy and relief I, is great. Comedy relief, but even some of the little bit more dramatic stuff. She's, she's just very good on her timing and all the rest. And I don't think we've had a bad episode this season. It's just we've had a whole lot of, well, that was good, but are we ever going to get around to what happens next? Well, that's the thing. At the end of last season and episode two of this season, they introduced the kingdom. You are under the impression the kingdom's going to be a big player coming up, correct? Yes. I haven't seen the kingdom since then. Where's the kingdom now? They didn't have the budget for the tiger. Probably not, actually. um, Probably with Carol still. The the reason I actually will say this was good for Tara and the reason I gave him the benefit of the doubt for this particular reason was at the end of last season, Tara was pregnant. The actress was pregnant. So, yeah, she needed time off, and they had to get rid of her for a short period of time. I'm glad she's back, and I'm, like I said, I hope she has a bigger part now. But still, I mean, where's Carol right now? I haven't seen Carol since episode two, one of the main characters from yeah. the first season. Everybody, she, one, of, one of the main primary characters everybody loves. My yeah. favorite, probably my favorite character. I'm still waiting for her to just go ham on everybody else. I hope, she, I hope she does. Yeah. I really hope she does. <laughs> and, um, but I, I would say my prediction for the rest of the season, and probably for next season, is... Over the next couple episodes, we'll suddenly have some action. Right. And something. It's not about action. Action meaning story moving forward. Yes, there'll probably be action too, but story moving forward. And then we'll get frustrated again come February until we get to the last two episodes of the season. And they'll get excited again and make us want to see it next year. Hoping we forget these frustrating parts. And But they've been doing that so many, like at least three seasons in a row now. It's kind of like, I'm just, I'm over it. Game of Thrones has a way to, even when nothing happens, the storyline's still progressing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's not really a bad Game of Thrones. I mean, there's maybe a couple episodes you can deal with, though. But for the most part, Game of Thrones I'm always interested in. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead, I feel like there's a couple episodes where I can sum up in like two words. Tara's back. That's it. Sat on a farm. Exactly, sat on a farm. Oh, so, oh, no, now you're describing the entire season's yes. two words. <laughs> but I, I, that season wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed that season because there was good chemistry with the characters. There was a lot of character build-up. No, Andrea shot Daryl. There was well, a serious <laughs> problem there. Andrea needed to go, and Andrea finally went. Yes, she did. You know, Andrea and Laurie... Andrea, I thought, almost destroyed that show. 
I really thought I she never had a problem with her. Like I had major problems with her. I did with Lori. Lori, oh, I, I did not Lori was Lori. the worst mother in the world. Yeah, it's zombie apocalypse. You have one job. How many times in that show did? Where was Carl? Carl, Lady, was in the house. Carl's never in the house. Why was Carl never in the house? And I will say this, Carl. Carl. Yeah, Carl. Okay. Now, I will say this. To be fair, we make fun of Carl a lot. But I don't think we really make fun of Carl. I think we make fun of the situations they put Carl in. We make fun of Rick calling Carl. We make fun of everything else. But the character of Carl, and more importantly... Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs, who plays him, Mm. has done an incredible job. He has probably become my favorite character on the show. He, you know, the first couple seasons, I didn't care for him. But he has really... He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I'm hoping this season is not his last. Similar to Carol, actually. The, Carol, the first season, I'm like, okay, she's a weak woman who's battered housewife. Yeah. Yep. And she went from the battered housewife to the lady who took down Terminus. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... It, I'm just hoping it's not college that takes down Carl. Because he's just finished filming the season. Right. His father tweeted out, thanks for, you know... Everything show, mm-hmm. and he signed up to go to college next year. Okay. Well, there's time in between. They could work with him. I'm not saying he's definitely going anywhere, but I'm really hoping they don't get rid of him. Because mm-hmm. for my money, I've been okay if um, Lucille had taken out Rick and Carl had stepped up and become the new leader. Really? I would honestly be okay with that. Or have it here. grow more slowly into that. I'd be, it'd probably be better for it to grow more slowly into that. But I could see Carl becoming the leader of the group somewhere down the road. Oh, Abraham. Abraham was good. I miss Abraham and Glenn. Oh, me too. But um, I, I agree with you there. I really do. I mean, you know, he can be on, what, four episodes in a season, essentially. Yeah. So there's really no reason he can't right. go to college and do four episodes. Right. He's going to be exhausted, though. That's all right. He'd take, take him off for the team. Mm-hmm. He so. can stretch his college career out, too. Exactly. He's got the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he has it. <laughs> I'm sure he's set. I don't know. It's not all about the money, but he's got the money. He's got the money. All right, so, based on the clock, it looks like it's about time for us to move on to... Topic number three. The one we keep teasing, the one we keep almost touching on. Marvel. Eh. Versus, yay, DC! You are foolishness right there. Pure foolishness. (laughs) For clarification... I believe, based on our offline discussions, we're talking more movies right now. Right. Not really comics. Right. It's very clear DC is better than the comics. At least at this moment in time. That, right. flips, that flips back and forth, too. Okay. There have been moments where Marvel's been incredible and DC has been crap. And back and forth and back and forth. I think at this moment in time, DC is firing on pretty much all cylinders and Marvel is, well... They go on to like a third reboot yeah. series recently. Yeah, or fourth or fifth or sixth I know, or yeah. seventh. I get you. Um, DC reboots a lot, too. That's actually but. probably a good point. Why can't anybody ever seem to decide on how they want the reboot to go? It's like they get halfway through a new universe. And it's like, oh, no, we need to restart again because we have new writers. That's how Spider-Man actually is. I mean, a new writer comes in there, and they want to change the character completely. And that really drives me crazy. Not as bad as the Clone Saga, which was one of the worst sagas. It's or back. One More Day. Clone Saga is back. It's now the Clone Conspiracy. Well, started last month. That's awesome news. Just so you know, I I, I know that now. Thank okay, you. Okay, yeah. But, but anyway, so what we're actually really talking about right now is the movies, right? Or the live action. Let's say live action. Live action movies and TV kind of combined. Or she says Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, and cry. <laughs> animated could be included, and I'm for TV, I'm including Netflix when I say TV. Okay. Because typically, 
not for everybody, but typically it is watched through a television or some screen that's mimicking a TV. Okay. So we're including animated, Netflix, straight to DVD, um, the CW, CBS, NBC, Fox, major motion pictures, the live action and animated okay. motion thing. Gotcha. That's what we're talking about. When you take all that into account, there really is a clear leader Marvel. over Absolutely. the past 20 years, starting possibly with Paul Denny and moving forward. Wow. When you take everything into account, okay. DC is the leader. And again, that's a great opinion. Unfortunately, it's completely wrong. Since Iron Man Can came out... Can be wrong? Well, it can't, well, we'll get into this in a second. <laughs> Since Iron Man came out... Which was great. Which was a great movie. Marvel has been dominating. Dominating the movies. Dominating. I mean, it's not even close. The DC universe is not firing on cylinders yet. I'm sorry, there has not been a clear, good DC universe movie yet. Um, I disagree on that part. Okay, but, that, but you're right. But, but there have been three movies. Whereas Marvel's had... There's been now. three or Green Lantern is one of those? Three is, three is not one of the... Green Lantern's not one of the three. And they Green wanted... Is, okay, so you pretty much... Be, they wanted, wanted to be, be, but now you're pretty much saying it's not because it was so bad. That's because Deadpool got in the way. No, they, that, they nothing Deadpool to do with is, Deadpool. They cast Deadpool as Green Lantern, and Deadpool's not Green Lantern. You're right. And he was a better... Deadpool was better than Green Lantern, the movie. Thank you. What I'm saying right now is there has not been a great DC movie. You say otherwise, and that's fine. Yes. But the fans but do seem to three. be torn apart. But there have been three. And how many Marvel movies have there been? Right, but Marvel movies... No, I'm, no I don't mean that as a point. I, I, mean, I, I don't even... I don't know. With Doctor Strange... A dozen, like so, give or a take? A dozen, 13, somewhere right, in there. Right, give or take. Okay. So there's no question. They're, they are moving ahead much smoother, which is really sad. A sad commentary on Warner Brothers, who's owned DC for so long that they were owned by a major motion picture company. They had all the resources possible. They should have figured this out a long time ago. There's probably granted, a granted. lot of uh, board of directors problems that went with that. It probably happened sometime around 2004, I think, is when they had the big change. Yeah. All the Marvel origin stories have all been great. All of them. Iron Man. Well, go ahead. Not all. Not, not all. What, what hasn't? None have been bad, right. but not all have been great. Ant-Man was very average. Ant-Man, would, I would give a C+. Plus. Okay, so that's right. average. That's average. Right. It's, it's a very average. There's nothing wrong with being average, but it was average. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was an A I, movie. I really, really, really did not enjoy that movie because of the type of movie it was. Mm-hmm. Love sci-fi. The anti-heroes don't love don't love crude humor, and it was a lot of crude humor. It was the anti-heroes. A lot of, a lot of right. stuff that just didn't work for me. For you personally. For me personally. If you look at fan base and media base, a movie was firing all cylinders. An A movie all across. Again, your opinion is different, which yep. I'm, I'll bring up to the fact that. Batman versus Superman, the two biggest superheroes yep. ever. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy made more money domestically than Batman versus Superman. That has to at least, I mean, it wasn't much, it was like $3 million, something like that. But you still have to sit back there and question how does Guardians of the Galaxy, a comic that couldn't even make it to the comics for a long time in Marvel, outdo Batman versus Superman? Word of mouth. That's, that's still how it works. I mean, you know, you got internet, you got TV, you Rotten got Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes and so on and so forth, but it, it always comes down to word of mouth. That's right. what it always comes down to. Was this movie good? Right. And, and it wasn't just Batman versus Superman versus... That's no. too many verses. But Batman and Superman. It wasn't even versus, Batman versus Superman. It was Batman v Superman because verse was just too many letters for him to yeah. use. But it wasn't just Batman and Superman 
versus Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not really the comparison. Because imp- you're right. If that's the comparison, then one should definitely trounce the other. Like you said, it, that would be the assumption. However, it was Batman and Superman versus Marvel. Because everybody sees it as, just like um, watching the TV shows, it's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. It's Marvel's Luke Cage. But that's, Marvel's Daredevil. We're saying what Marvel is doing is a difference. It, it, it's the working Marvel for Marvel has been so fantastic that the name Marvel is able to beat out the two most popular superheroes. They've, done, they've had such a track record that when people see the word Marvel, they don't care what follows it. They just go. And a little bit, this, this is something that happens way too much in Hollywood. The reviewers, a lot of times, don't even pay attention to the movie. They write up a generic good review, and it goes out there, and yeah, I would love, there's no way to do this, but I'd love to have, let's go back to um, Robin Williams, uh, Mork, the Orkin-Iffer. Right? Okay. Nobody listening to this knows what the Orkin-Iffer is, but it was, it's, it's the um, episode, the Christmas episode of uh, Mork and Mindy. The Orkin-Iffer is great. It allows you to see what life would have been like if, fill in the blank. Correct. Mm-hmm. So for this case, if we could use the Orkin-Iffer to find out what would the reviews for Guardians of the Galaxy have been like? If nothing prior to that had existed for Marvel, if it was a standalone thing and no one had any preconceived notions, there would have been more negative reviews. Not whether it deserved them, there just would have been more because people get to a point, reviewers get to a point that they write up a lot of, you know, standard cut and paste paragraphs. A good example, a good example that I'll let you jump in here. I know you're waiting to jump in. No, you're waiting to go jump ahead. in. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Heavenly Dog. I love Benji. Well, that was a Benji. great movie. I love Chevy Chase. Don't even trash that Enjoyed movie. Enjoyed the movie. However, that should not have been a G movie. The uh, amount, well... The amount of language in that movie should not have been a G movie. However, the reviewers looked at it, or the MPAA looked at it and said, It's Disney. It's Benji. Slap a G on that thing and move on. we got to get to lunch. It's the same thing that happened with The, the Secret of Nymph. So there, there's just but so again, much like that, so much like that, that people make assumptions, and there's no way to there's no way to ever know how that would have been. But because of that push forward, and then there's a whole lot of people that were gunning. But that's for the Zach viewers Snyder. you're saying. The, I'm talking about the fan base. The fan base gave it a 92 percent in Rotten Tomatoes. 92 percent. That means 8 percent, which is like you and your household didn't like it. Everybody else loves that movie. It was a great movie. Probably a little more than me and my household, since it did sell a lot of tickets. To get to eight percent, you got to have okay. several million. But when a movie hits ninety-two percent fan base, ninety-one percent critics, that movie is doing something completely right. However, negative does not necessarily mean it's bad either. Star Wars got a lot of negative reviews. It's a Wonderful Life, since I just mentioned it, got a lot of negative reviews. Right. There've been a lot of classics that we love today that've got negative reviews. And I will say... Didn't uh, Roger... What was his name? The great, the greatest film critic of all time called... What did he say? Roger about, Ebert? Yeah, say something not... Oh, probably, because he's, he's gotten it wrong in so many yes. so many movies in the I'm past. I'm sure he's the one who... He also bashed Star Wars when it first came out. But yeah. take it uh, that way. Batman v. Superman. Batman v. Superman, because not versus Batman v. Superman. Yeah, I get it. That was bad. Hit a 64% fan base on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a D movie right there, man. That's a D movie, 64. I mean, you, you barely passed your class right there with that one. Actually, it depends on the school you're in. The school I grew up in, 70 was the line. In that case, really? it failed. Batman, and you can't, Batman v Superman was a boring movie. It was just really boring to me. And I loved it from beginning to end. Would I have filmed it differently? Would I have written it differently? Would I have gotten rid of a lot of the Zack Snyder stuff? No question. 
if, if I could, again, have that magic wand, the Orkinifer, whatever, I would do it differently. However, I still loved it and enjoyed it, and I and that, that's what I'm trying watched to say it over and over. No matter you're, and this is fine. I love the Warcraft movie because it's characters that I, a game I've been playing for years come to life. Is that because the you, universe come to life? Oh my goodness, I didn't. I couldn't stand. The and Warcraft again, movie. a lot of people didn't, and that's fine it's because, because it's finally coming though? to life. Is it because I didn't play it? That's it, probably what it is. Yeah. I know the lore. I know a lot of the stuff. I love that movie for that reason. You're seeing your favorite characters finally come to life. You're so excited by and this. And they did a good job with it. The, they, char- character the characters, life, yes. They did a good job with them. Batman had zero, zero reason to go after Superman in that movie. I can't think of one reason why he went after Superman. And then he backs off from killing. His whole plan was to kill Superman. For what reason, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I still can't figure Because an explosion happened or a war happened and he finds a Superman. Okay, whatever. It's foolishness. And then Martha. all of a sudden, he's trying to kill him. He has him beat. But Superman says, save Martha. Oh, my goodness. My whole plans these last few years is completely wrong because he says the word Martha. Like, that's just a major keyword going on right he, now. You didn't know Superman had that power? No, he doesn't have it's that the power. Martha this is not the Superman from Christopher Reeve's Superman. So he throws this S off his chest and a kidnaps and he levitates. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the real-life Superman that's in the comics right now. It, it was a foolish movie. Ben Affleck, I admit, when you and I talked about it originally, I said he was going to be terrible. I admit I was 100% wrong. So people said the same thing about Heath Ledger. It's, you're right. Yeah. Ben Affleck as Batman, fantastic. I would have cast Batman considerably younger if you're going to rebuild a franchise right now, go a younger Batman and younger Bruce Wayne. But from what they wanted to do, he was great. Other than that, the movie was so boring. And that's two-and-a-half-hour version. You said the three-hour version is better, correct? I say the three-hour version is exactly the same, just with more of what I enjoyed. Okay. Just more. So, not, not that those 30 minutes were better or worse. They were just more. more if, you could take, if you could take one of your favorite movies, whether it's Jaws or anything else, and make it 30 minutes longer at the same enjoyment level that you in, currently enjoy it, you'd probably like it to be 30 minutes longer okay. if you kept the same amount of enjoyment. So what you're saying That's is it, I, it didn't pull a kingdom of heaven then? I never saw I Kingdom of Heaven. I have no idea what you're okay. doing. Okay, the, the point about Kingdom of Heaven is the theatrical release was horrific. Oh, okay. Uh, but the director's cut... Uh, as a lot of people would say, was as actually was fantastic. And a lot of people think these extra thirty minutes pull the movie to, together better. A lot of people do feel like that. I just, and I'm not going to sit here and say that. I'm just going to say that if you enjoyed it, you're going to enjoy the extra thirty minutes just as much. If you didn't enjoy it, but we're close to, there's just a couple of things I didn't understand. It might put you over the line into enjoying it. If you just didn't like the movie at all, those thirty minutes aren't going to change your opinion. And that's probably what it is. I would watch Catwoman again before I watched. Batman v Superman because Catwoman hold on hold on on. I'm saying right now is Catwoman at least has the courtesy to end (laughs) sooner but but you're admitting something which calls your intelligence into question Mm -hmm. a little bit you watched Catwoman well I mean Halle Berry in a cat suit yeah I mean I'm, I'm a guy it, 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 but, but it, Catwoman, it was it was, yeah, it was yeah. Catwoman. It, it, it was a very upsetting uh, F minus movie. Don't it'd get be me like wrong. saying you sat through all of Steel. I, I did actually. <laughs> I saw Steel in the theaters when I was I was younger. <laughs> it wasn't good. I see, I've seen I saw Battle. What's that John Travolta movie Battlefield Earth, whatever it was. Yeah, I went to see that opening day. I was so excited. 
Well, I think it was terrible. here to Red Robin. I think based on that last little bit, we can have him committed and decide that DC won this fight. No, DC <laughs> DC won nothing. Marvel is doing better these last since Iron Man came out. Marvel has been doing better. TV shows, yes. DC and TV shows has been great. I mean, considering how Ages shows. of Shields has currently gone up. Outs- its own outside of Daredevil, Marvel's done great with Daredevil. Right. Outside of Daredevil. DC is kicking Marvel's butt up, down, left, right, and all over the place with the TV show level stuff. Right. Animated. Animated. They're just killing it with animated. The most recent seasons of Arrow have left me unfulfilled. I'm right there with you. I mean, but on the other hand, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gone completely up its own butt. I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one. I couldn't watch it anymore. I I had to stop I'm right there with you in that one. But Inhumans is coming. Inhumans is coming. No desire to see it, because until Marvel does a good TV show on the major networks... I have no desire to see it until I hear a good review about it because they've disappointed me completely. Now, Netflix, on the other hand, I haven't seen Luke Cage yet. I'm hearing mixed reviews for it. I didn't like Jessica Jones, but I liked Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones herself, I just didn't like her. When you don't like the main protagonist of a TV so show, you're not going to like the show. So you're one, one and one with one unknown. Right. But again... Which is a bad sign for Defenders. We don't know what's going to happen with Defenders well, yet, but that's a bad yeah. sign. I'm excited for Punisher coming out. Oh, I really gosh. hope Netflix makes a Moon Knight show. Because, and I would actually want to direct this one. Because I want to make a show, and Moon Knight's a perfect character to do it with. You don't know if what's happening, what these villains happening, is really happening, or if it's all in his mind. And he's just totally crazy. Because he, that's what I love about Moon Knight. Take a Moon Knight show, make that happen, I'd be so happy. I was actually hoping for a question show because they technically they did have Renee in Gotham, but we don't talk about Gotham anymore. You're whispering. Huh? You're whispering. You're talking kind of quietly. I'm the thing sorry. is right there. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm used to that. It's just... Uh, I, I like Gotham. All right, confession. I love Gotham when it first came and out. And that's foolish. Okay. I, I did. I liked it. I genuinely like the idea of pre-villain reign. I like the idea of, you know, watching Gordon get his reign because Batman loves Gordon so much. The first half of the first season was good. good. I, was I, good. Agree. I agree. And when they brought in Renee... I was so excited. Oh my god, we're going to have Renee Montoya. We're going to have the uh, technically second incarnation of the question, but still, we're going to have Renee. And then... Howard, they mentioned Hub City this season on Arrow. They, they, have, <gasps> they mentioned Hub. They did? So there is a chance. Uh, because but, they, but, they have but, said... I don't want to watch Felicity and Friends anymore. <laughs> no, but they have and, said... And that's that. what it is. And that's what's killed Arrow. Oh I'm my right. god, I don't want to watch Felicity and Hold Friends on, hold on. What? Don't be talking bad about my Felicity. I'm talking Felicity was my favorite character in the first couple seasons. Felicity has since aggravated me to no end. I don't want to care about her romantic life. I don't care. Her comic release is gone. She was Cisco from Flash. Cisco and Flash, my favorite character in the Flash show. She was Cisco. And now she... Oh, she had to talk about her romantic life. She's another boyfriend. I'm no. What is this? Dawson's Creek of or Arrow? That's what she's been like. That's what happens. It's when not the actress' fault. Emily is fantastic. It's just the show how they write it now is bad. I love her. It's what happens though. Because here's my issue with a lot of, of TV series. If you are going to write a story, you need to commit to it. Commit to that story. Do not let the fan base drive you into particular directions. Just commit to the story. And now they're, they're letting the fan base just, you know, be like, oh, no, no, we want this to happen. Now we want this to happen. Now we want this to happen. Stop that. Stop it. Well, we're going to see We're gonna see soon okay. where it goes. Because supposedly episode 100, which I've not yet seen yet, that's going to lead us a nice segue into our teaser for next time. But episode 100 is part of the crossover. It's supposedly Ollie's flashpoint moment. A moment to change things. A moment for closure. A moment to move forward. And we're going to see how it does. Mm-hmm. Um 
I have some ideas next time to talk about around that and ways that they could completely overtake Marvel in the Netflix type arena. Won't happen. Um, no, they, they actually got some plans. And what I mentioned, that you might go, oh, hey, you know, that could work. We'll have Save to see. Save for the next episode. We'll have to see. Um, and speaking of the next episode, the crossover. I mentioned the crossover. Next time we will be talking about the crossover. Yes. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Invasion. And it was incredible uh, in the comics. One final question before we leave. If you guys had to reboot an 80s cartoon into a live-action movie right now, what would it be? Next, for next time. Next time. All right. Well, for next time, for the old Titans, this is John Paul. B-Man. Red Baron. Red Baron? I thought it was Red Robin. She's confused. Red Robin, Red You're Red Baron. everything. I'm Red everything. Lots of red stuff going red. on. Oh, I, I still had Red Baron. Yeah, we're good. Until next time, everyone. Have a good one.